Hello, Cathedral of Faith. Thank you so much for joining us today. Wherever you're at, we want you to feel welcome and free to worship our God because He is a great and giving God and He loves you so much. Psalms 108.5.6 says, Be exalted, O God, above the heavens and let your glory be all over the earth. Give victory with your right hand and answer me so that those whom you love may be rescued. Our God loves you, his grace surrounds you, and he is a God worthy to be praised. So let's bring out Vaughn and the team and let's worship. You'll hold on to me. 
some praise in this moment. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Yes. Oh, Cathedral of Faith, wherever you're at, I hope that gets into your spirit, that he who began a good work in you is faithful to bring it to completion. Walk in that. Stand in that. No matter what could be standing against you, greater is he that is within you. And right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, we declare in this moment, over everyone who is connected in this moment together, I pray that the confidence in our God would arise in us. And I pray that we would stand and see the salvation of our God. Lord, that we would have a godly pride in our God. That we stand and we know that our dad can do anything. And he's got our back. He's never failed and he never will. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And a life that is full of inconsistencies, is full of seasons, is full of ins and outs and ups and downs. You are the constant in all of that. And that is the hope that we are anchored to. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty, mighty God we serve.
We give you praise because you so deserve it. And all of God's people shouted in this moment, amen and amen. Come on, let's put our hands together. And right wherever you're at, come on, just lift up a praise. Put something in the chat. Lift your hands. Come on, let it be known that our God is able. We love you, Jesus. Cathedral family, thank you so much for joining us today. We have a very special event coming up on Saturday, July 31st at 7 p.m. in the amphitheater. It's called Music Under the Stars. We're going to be having a very special band called Prince of Poppers featuring Jessica Johnson playing live jazz music. On top of that, we're having an instructional dancer come in to teach us some swing dance to get us in the swing. We're also going to be having a free dessert table. Free dessert table. It's awesome. So come on out, invite your family, your friends. It's going to be a good time. And what's better than free desserts? If you didn't know, our Cathedral Coffee Shop is open before service every Sunday. So come on in and grab a coffee, a Danish, a bagel. Oh, and also our Cathedral merch is also in our coffee shop. So if you missed out, go grab some sizes. They're great for wearing every day, everywhere. And I'll see you in the coffee shop because... I love coffee. For all the latest here at Cathedral, please check our social medias, follow us on Instagram, YouTube, and our Facebook. Check us out on our Cathedral website because we love to stay connected with you. Have a great week, Cathedral. Hello, Cathedral family. I am so glad that you've joined with us today for our online service. It's such an honor to, to link up with you virtually week after week as we grow in our relationship with God together. I hope you know you're loved and appreciated and I hope you're having a blessed day. Well, there's so many things happening here at Cathedral of Faith and not only are we planning for the summer and for the fall, but even next year, we're gonna be having a citywide marriage conference and stay tuned for more information on that. Well, last weekend we had a chance to, to baptize people. And you know, when I, I look back over the course of the pandemic, since the pandemic started, just through our website, not counting Facebook or Vimeo or television specials, but just through our website, we've seen over 2,000 people come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Wow, how exciting is that? My dad used to say there's nothing more exciting. Well, and the most exciting place in the hospital is the maternity ward where there's new birth happening and there's a lot of excitement here at Cathedral of Faith as we celebrate people that are Coming to Christ, the Bible says all heaven rejoices when just one person comes back home to the Father. And I, I just want to thank you. Thank you for your faithful support. Thank you for uh, your giving. You know, you, you've supported us not only through the pandemic, but now as we enter into summer, there's so many ways to give. You can give through our app. You can give online. You can give, well, through text. There's so many ways you can give, and thank you for supporting us financially. 
because of what you've done with your support, we've been able to continue to reach out to the Bay Area and the world with the love of Jesus, letting them know they matter to God. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, this week, we continue with our July series. Every week we're hearing not just from a leader, but from a leader of leaders. And this week, I am so honored to have Pastor Tong from River of Life Church right here in the Silicon Valley. Pastor Tong started the church back in 1995. And they have done an amazing job of reaching people for Christ. They have a television presence over in Asia. They've planted over 250 daughter churches around the country and in Asia. And it's an honor to have him with us today. They have one of the most influential churches here in the Bay Area. Here is a message that I know is going to bless you. Here's Pastor Tom. Good morning, brother and sister. So happy for me to be here to worship our God together. You know, I always thank God for your church uh, because all this year, your church has been such a great blessing to our community. I still remember in the early days uh, when you still have the ministry of Channel 65. Huh? Uh, do you still remember? Uh, it has been such a great blessing. You minister to so many people in the Bay Area, including myself. And during the pandemic, you also has been such a great example uh, to, for us, you know, to serving and helping the needy family in the Bay Area. I really thank God for you and hope that our church can join hand together more in the coming days uh, for the kingdom of God to serve the needy people, to share the love of Christ and bring restoration to our community. Amen? Indeed, you know, today we are living a fast-changing world especially during the post-pandemic time. And everything is so unstable. And nobody can tell us what exactly our next step will be. But our God is still sitting on the throne. No matter how the world changes, God still in control. Amen? That's why Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, For we live by faith, not by sight. No matter how the world is changing, it is our faith that can overcome all our circumstances. So this morning, I'm going to talk about faith. The faith that overcomes. The faith that can take us into God's victory. The faith that can even make your dream come true. Amen? So first of all, faith begins from a vision in your spirit. Faith is a vision. You need to see. In the book of Hebrew, chapter 11, verse 1, gave us a definition of faith. It says here, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Faith is a vision, but not with, by, see with, with our eyes, but see in our spirit. What do we see? If you only see your situation, you'll be despair, isn't it? I remember the story of uh, Elisha and his servant. You know, one time, Elisha was in the city of Dothan. And at that time, the city of Dothan was surrounded by the enemy. 
In the early morning, when his servant woke up and saw the enemy surrounding the city, he came to Elisha and said to Elisha, Oh no, what shall we do? Then Elisha prayed for his servant. He said, God, open his eyes. Because what he can see is only the situation. What he can see is the enemy. Lord, open his eyes so that he can see. And the Lord opened his eye. He saw the army of God, chairs of fire surrounding them. And the number is more than the enemy. Hallelujah. You need to see not just the situation. You need to see what God can do in your situation. You need to see what God can do in your life. You need to see what God can do in your family, in your job, in your ministry. If you cannot see, then actually you do not need faith at all. But once you see it, faith will arise from within. And maybe you ask, Pastor, what if I cannot see? Then you need to pray. <laughs> you need to ask God. Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3. One of my favorite passages. God said, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable thing you do not know. You know, our problem is exactly we do not know, isn't it? We do not know what God would do. We do not know what God's will is. We do not know what our next step will be. But God said, if you don't know, you can call unto me and I'll answer you and tell you all the things that you do not know. If you do not know, you cannot see, pray, and ask. Just like Apostle Paul, remember? When he was on his way to Damascus, there's a big light shine upon him and fell on the ground. When he was on the ground, he knew that this one who shined upon him is the Lord of his life. But he doesn't know who he is. That's why he asked the first most important question in his life. He asked, Lord, who are you? You know that this is his Lord, but he doesn't know who he is. You know, many times, we're just the opposite, isn't it? We know who he is. We know he's Jesus, but we don't know he's our Lord. But Paul knew that this is his Lord. He doesn't know who he is. He asked, who are you? And once he knows that he is Jesus, he asked the second most important question in his life. He said, Lord, what shall I do? What's your plan for my life? What would you do in my life? Brothers and sisters, if Jesus Christ is indeed your Lord, you should ask the same question. Lord, what would you do in my life? What's your plan for my life? And once God shows you what he would do in your life, let me tell you, never Limit what God can do. You know, so many times when God shows us what he would do in our life, our first reaction is, oh, it's impossible. <laughs> it's not for me, isn't it? But no, when God shows you what he can do, never limit God. I remember in 1995, when I started our River of Life Christian Church, 
At that time, I'm about to name our church. So I come before the Lord and ask God, God, how shall I name this church? What is your plan for this church? What would you want this church to be? And God showed me a picture, river of life. And this river of life will flow to the nations. You know, my first reaction is, no, it's impossible. It's not for me. Because I don't speak, even speak English well, you know. And I have never been to places other than China and United States. I don't even understand what these nations mean. I said, Lord, it's impossible. But at that time, by faith, I receive. By faith, I believe. And I name our church River of Life. How? I don't know. But I just remember from the very beginning of ministry, the first day, you know, we begin our ministry, it was in a small classroom in a school. And we're singing the song, Lord, let your glory fall in this room and go from here to the nations. And step by step, we follow the Lord. And now, you know, we have established 268 churches in 31 different nations and mostly indigenous churches. Hallelujah. Amen. The river really flows. Hallelujah. Faith is a vision. Secondly, faith requires action of obedience. Faith requires action of obedience. Faith also needs to go along with action. You know, Scripture said, faith without deed is dead. Abraham is a man of faith, we all know. But you know that Abraham's faith is not just head knowledge. His faith is go along with action. Remember when God promised him a, a, a land? As scripture said, he doesn't even know where to go. He's stepping out already. Think about it. You don't know where to go, but he's stepping out by faith. Can you imagine the night before they move out? And Sarah and him packing? And Sarah asking him, you know, hey, where are we going? Don't know. Where are we staying? Don't know. What's wrong with you? Midnight crisis or something? You know, but he doesn't even know where to go, but he's by faith stepping out. And remember, at the age of 99, and God asked him to change the name. And before that, he, his name was Abraham. But at age 99, God said, you need to change your name to Abraham. The meaning of Abraham means he's father of nations. Not only he needed to change his name, God wanted his wife to change her name. Her name was Sarai, but God said, I need to change to Sarah. The meaning of Sarah is mother of nations. Imagine that, okay? An old couple without children. People asking you, hey, what's your name? Oh, father of nation. Okay. How about your wife? Mother of nation. Okay, must be something wrong here, right? <laughs> but it's age 99. 
if it's if it is age, age 25, it's much more easy, is it? There's a lot of potential. Sure, no problem. But age 99, let me ask you, okay? If you're age 99, God wants you to change your name to Father of Nation. You don't have children, okay? And God wants you to change your name to Father of Nation. Would you change or not? No, you won't. You'll be a laughing stock, isn't it? But Abraham did change his name. And the second year, God gave him a son called Isaac. Hallelujah. You know, many times, we ask God to increase our faith. But God wants us to follow his guidance, to obey his command. Many times, we thought faith is a feeling. But let me tell you, faith is a choice. You need to choose to follow God every single day. Remember one time a disciple come to Jesus and ask Jesus a question. And in Luke chapter 17, verse 5, apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. You know, many times this is exactly our question, isn't it? Lord, increase our faith. We want to have more faith. You know, most easier, the way to reply most easily right now, as we think, is just lay hand on them, right? Pray for them and a nettle anointing fall upon them, right? But let's see how Jesus replied. In verse 6, he replied, if you have faith as more as mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it will obey you. When you look at this passage, actually you are thinking, what is Jesus talking about, right? <laughs> the disciple is asking, Lord, increase our faith that Jesus talked about something else. Did Jesus reply? Yes. Let me tell you, Jesus in this passage replied in two ways. Number one, Jesus said, hey, you don't need to increase your faith. Your problem is not that you don't have faith. And Jesus says here, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed. Have you ever seen the mustard seed? Very small, isn't it? I still remember uh, uh, when, when, when I was a teenager, I went to a summer camp. And then uh, the teacher wants to show us mustard seed. But it's too small. We cannot see. He asked us to line up to the front. And there's a little boy come to the front. Suddenly, hachoo! It's gone. <laughs> so small. You know, and Jesus said, if you have faith like a mustard seed. And let me ask you, do you have faith like a mustard seed? Do you? Of course you have. <laughs> you, but when you receive Jesus Christ, you're justified by faith. Such a great faith. Jesus said, if you have faith like a mustard seed, miracle can happen to you. Hallelujah. So your problem is not that you don't have faith. You do. And secondly, Jesus is answering, your problem is you never use your faith. 
You have faith already, but you never use your faith. But how do we use our faith? Continually, from verse 7 to verse 10, Jesus is talking about a parable, about a servant serving the master. When the servant obeyed the master, do what the master tell him to do. In verse 10, as a servant, he said his job is just to do only what he told to do. A servant, when he do what the master told him to do, when things happen, his faith toward the master will automatically grow. Isn't it? Hallelujah. In other words, how do you increase your faith? Not just by praying and praying and praying. No, no, no. Of course, prayer is very important. But not just by praying. How do you increase your faith? Just like a servant here, it says, obey what the masters command him to do. By doing it, you know the master is faithful. Your faith will increase automatically. Hallelujah. In other words, just do what God tells you to do. Start from the small thing. Don't think about a crazy thing, okay? <laughs> Start from a small thing. Get tithing to the house of God. Loving one another. Sharing the gospel. Then you will realize God is so faithful. Then your faith will increase. Remember the miracle. Jesus turning the water into wine. During that day, you know, Jesus and his mother went to a banquet in Cana. And halfway of the wedding banquet, they ran out of wine. When Jesus' mother bring the need to Jesus, miracle, miracle happened. But I want you to know the key for this miracle to happen. In John chapter 2, verse 5. John chapter 2, verse 5. This is the key factor why this miracle happened. His mother said to the servant, do whatever he tell you to do. So important. Let me tell you, this is the key of faith. What is faith? Faith is very simple. It's not, it's, it's very, not just very abstract. It's just do what God tells you to do. You know, uh, Reverend Yong Chi Cho uh, is a very famous pastor, and he right now is retired already, but he was the pastor of the largest church in the world in Korea. One time people asked him, you know, uh, Pastor Yong Ji Cho, uh, could you tell us the secret of your success? And he laughed. And he said, I pray and I obeyed. Wow, so simple, but so profound, isn't it? He said, he prayed and he obeyed. And our problem is we pray, but we don't obey. <laughs> that is our problem. But for him, he prayed and he obeyed. That makes him to be the giant of faith. Hallelujah. Number three, faith needs to be tested. Faith needs to be tested. Hey, do you know that God will test us? He will. In Genesis chapter 22, verse 1, 
when God asked Abraham to take his son Isaac to the Mount Moriah to sacrifice Isaac to God. Many times we don't understand why God is doing this, right? But this passage explained it why. It says that sometime later God tested Abraham because God is testing him. In the miracle of feeding 5,000, when Jesus asking the disciple to feed the crowd, you know, actually Jesus knew that disciples had nothing to offer. Then why is he asking the disciple to feed the crowd? John chapter 6, verse 6, give us an answer here. He asked this, Jesus asked this only to test him. This is a Philip. To test him. In other words, Jesus testing them. You know, God sometimes will test us. Especially when we're, when we're facing difficult situation. Uh, so many times we feel that we are in the darkness. It seems like there's no way out at all. And sometimes uh, even we cry out to God, it seems like God not answering us at all. You know, many times when doing this kind of situation, God is testing you. But when God is testing you, you need to understand one thing. In John chapter 6, verse 6, very important. He asked this only to test him, but for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Hallelujah. <laughs> In other words, even though he's testing you, he has the answer already. You may have no clues at all, but he has all the answers. Hallelujah. Then you ask that why is he testing us? Let me tell you, when God is testing you, God is asking you two questions. Number one, can you trust God? Can you trust God when nothing is going as you expected? Can you still trust in God that He still sits on the throne? He's still in control. Just like Joseph in the Old Testament time, isn't it? You know, Joseph been through slavery, been through the prison life. But during that time, even though it seems like God did not speak to him, but he trusted in God. He did not complain. He did not feel bitter. He continued to trust in God, be faithful to God. And at the end, God raised him up to be the prime minister of Egypt. Hallelujah. When God's testing you, God's asking you, can you trust him? The second question God's asking you is, can God trust you? <laughs> Have you ever thought about that? Not only can you trust God, but can God trust you? When everything went wrong, can God still trusting you? Can hold on to your faith, never give up? Can God trusting you to be faithful to Him to the end. Can God trust you? I remember one time I was in Africa preaching the gospel. 
we went to a village. And my African pastor told me that, oh, pastor, this is a Muslim village. Every time we went to this village, they throw stones at us. I said, okay. But they said, don't worry. This time, we have asked the policeman to be there. I said, okay, that's fine. And when we get there, and my pastor told me, pastor, the policeman did not show up. What to do? I said, okay. Since we're here, let's continue the meeting. You know, in African village, it's not a here. In here, you have worship team, wonderful music, prepare the people's heart. But in Africa village, there's only a generator behind you. Wong, 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 wong. When I'm preaching, four people line up. I preach in English, translate into French, translate the first local dialect, and then translate the second local dialect. It takes a long time to come back to me, you know. And I don't know why I preach English in one sentence, become two sentences into French. <laughs> Three sentences into local dialect. You know? It takes a long, 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 long time to come back, you know. And by the time you came back, I almost forgot what I'm saying. <laughs> but that time when I preached, I felt it seems like there's no response at all. Every word I was preaching is bouncing back. And the more I preach, the more fear I have. But I'm afraid that any moment there's a stone will throw at me, you know. So fortunately, there's a time lag, long time lag between my sentence. So I pray and pray and pray. Actually, my co-worker team, they sense that spiritual atmosphere is not quite right. So they pray very hard also. And at the end of my sermon, I'm really struggling. Shall I get an altar call? Or shall I finish my sermon and run? <laughs> At that time, I cried out to God. I said, God, I trust in you. And suddenly, I felt an assurance inside of me. It seems like God is saying to me, I trust in you too. And suddenly, I feel so much peace. I gave an altar call. And that day, the 50 people come to the front receiving Jesus Christ as a personal Savior. Hallelujah. And there's no one stone thrown at me. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Faith needs to be tested. Finally, number four, faith needs to be sustained by prayer. Faith needs to be sustained by prayer. Sometimes when you receive the vision from God, you have taken the action, you passed the test, but still nothing happened. What do you do? Let me tell you, prayer is still the best strategy. If you believe that God will send down the revival, then you need to pray and pray and pray until revival comes. If you believe that God will restore your family, then you need to pray and pray and pray until your family restored. If you believe that God will bring breakthrough to your life, then you need to pray and pray and pray until breakthrough happens. Continue to pray. You know, that's one man has a vision before God. In his vision, he saw that he come before God and God showed him the big rock right next to him. And God told him to push the rock. 
but he's trying to push, no matter how he pushed, the rock is not moving. So very frustrated, he come back to God. He said, God, you told me to push it, but how come you never move? And God said to him, I just told you to push it. I never asked you to move it. <laughs> Your responsibility is to push. When the time comes, I will move it, God said. Hallelujah. Prayer is pushing. You know, our responsibility is to pray and pray and pray. But when God's time comes, God himself alone will move it. Hallelujah. We need to keep on praying. Keep on praying. Hallelujah. Brother and sister, faith is most important factor in our spiritual journey. Faith is the key that we can live a victorious Christian life. In order to live by faith, we need to continuously asking God to open our eyes to see what God can do and do what God tells you to do. So no matter what situation you are in right now, remember, faith is a choice. When you choose to follow God every single day and hold on to your faith, surely God will make a way for you. Amen? Amen. Let's pray together. Lift out your hand, I'm going to pray for you. Hallelujah. Father, once again, I pray for my brother and sister right now. I pray that you open their eyes so that they can see. They can see you. They don't just see the situation. They see you. They can see you are in their situation, Lord. I pray you open their eyes. They can see what you can do, what you would do in their situation. I pray that you give them the courage to follow you. Even though Satan is trying to deceive them, the enemy is trying to discourage them, I pray that you strengthen them so that they can hold on to their faith and follow you. I pray the Holy Spirit, you come upon them right now because you know the answer for their life. They may have no clue, but you have all the answers. You are their shepherd. You sit on the throne of their life. You are the God who can make a difference. You are a God who can make a way for them. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. Pastor Tong, thank you for that inspiring message. What a blessing to have you with us today. And I hope victory is starting to get in your spirit. In fact, if there's a, a battle that's going on right now in your life, you know, we'd love to hear from you, how we can stand with you and pray with you so that you can have an overcoming faith. Don't forget, right after, uh, right after this program is the wrap. And we'd love to have you take the message deeper and further. That's what they do on the wrap. So we hope you'll stay tuned for that. Uh, now, for the benediction today, I want to throw it to a song. Because I want you to have victory in your spirit all week long. Here's Pastor Vaughn and the team singing... Every victory.
There is one who's stronger Heart pressed on each side We will not lose sight Of the one who's greater One name, one name holds every victory One voice that silences the enemy One king who reigns for all Power is revealed, giants fall defeated. We are taking ground, walls are falling down in the mighty name of Jesus. One name, one name holds every
Welcome, Hello, Cathedral of Faith. Good morning. It's time for the wrap. Yes. And man, what a word we got to hear today. Absolutely. Wow. Reverend Tong, thank you so much for being here. And thank you for this amazing word yes. that you've spoken over, over Cathedral of Faith. Amen. And so happy to be here. Oh, joining you. It's Wonderful. So, <laughs> so great. And we just, thanks for sitting down with the wrap, too. Uh -huh. We just want to have a conversation about what right. we heard. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to throw it to Dylan right now. Dylan, yeah. what did you hear from Reverend Tong this morning? Yeah, so one of the biggest things that hit me was how faith needs to be sustained by prayer. Mm -hmm. God can ask us to push something, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that thing is going to move. Mm -hmm. But prayer is what is going to make that move. And waiting on God's timing for that thing to move is what's so important. And that push is how prayer, we have to keep on praying. We have to keep on pushing. Mm -hmm. And the more we pray, the more that tells God, okay, they're ready. And then he's going to decide when that is going to move. Mm -hmm. So that, that's something that really stuck to me there. Amen. Amen. True. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I just, like Dylan's saying, like the, uh, the perseverance mm -hmm. in, in the prayer. Um, Matt, you just... You, you created such a framework for us to, to mm -hmm. understand such an abstract concept in faith. And sometimes faith can seem uber spiritual or, you know, otherworldly, which in essence it really is. But you've made it in a way, and, and mm -hmm. it's such a profound and sim simple way, but yeah. yet super powerful. And um, so maybe just, just to pose a question mm -hmm. to you. Like, how, how did you kind of develop your your stance and your faith how, how did you learn it in your own life actually you know um i always say faith in the church growing up church you know we think maybe i think faith is uh, you know very uh, abstract or have to do some crazy thing something <laughs> but no i think i i learned it from small thing really mm -hmm. uh just uh, in my sermon i said faith is do what god tells you to do that is faith yeah. you know uh Actually, if you look at the Bible, God tells us to do many things. <laughs> We're trying to look around, you know, find other things. But no, look at the Bible. Mm -hmm. God tells a very simple thing to do, like give tithing to the house of God. Mm -hmm. Very simple thing. Why mm -hmm. don't you do it? Mm -hmm. You know, loving your wife, your husband, you know, your children, your family, the neighbor, you know, mm -hmm. very simple thing. Yes. And sharing the gospel. Witness, very simple thing. Mm -hmm. Don't think about too abstract things. Just start from little thing around you. Just ministry is the same thing. Mm -hmm. Start from little thing, and then mm -hmm. God will open door for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then you have the next time you have bigger step. Mm -hmm. You know, that's how I learn. Yeah. It's, and it's so it's it sounds so elementary, mm -hmm. so simple, but yet it is God's design mm -hmm. for us to operate in faith this way. Mm -hmm. You know what sticks out to me too, like is with uh, the the part where you. you you, um, the faith of a seed, the mustard seed. Mm. And I thought about the journey of the seed. Mm. And even like as you're just framing this, your approach, your philosophy toward faith, mm. it's, you can't just take a seed and say, I want it to grow another way. Mm -hmm. I don't want to put it in the ground. I just want to put it in water. Mm. And I want it to give me fruit mm. tomorrow, yeah. right? But yet it's like, no, there's, there's a process by doing what God says to do, to say, no, put it in the ground water it, give it some time, give it, <laughs> yeah. so, so it's just, it, it's really, it's, it's somewhat simple, mm -hmm. but I think sometimes maybe we make it harder than it is. Mm. Yeah. That's why I say, you know, many times being a Christian, faith, living by faith is a forgotten way. Mm. 
uh, because right now, especially in uh, Silicon Valley, you know, all the engineers here, uh, you know, we always want to structure everything, you know, mm -hmm. we can plan everything. I'm not saying plan is no good, it's very important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but we try to, we de depend on our thought, our mind, our thinking, our logic too much. Mm. We forgot how to live by faith, mm -hmm. really. Mm -hmm. If you ask people, they don't have a clue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What do you mean by live by faith? Right. And that's why we cannot experience God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, so many people complain they cannot experience God because, hey, you did mm. not follow God's principle. Live by faith, not by sight. Mm. Mm. We need to, you know, come back to the Bible uh, principle, yeah. starting from the very basic, mm -hmm. learning wow. to live by faith. Understand what is faith and live by faith. Then you will experience God's victory. Amen. Yeah. Wow, mm -hmm. so powerful. Ms. Hataza, what did you hear today? Well, one thing that really stuck with me was that through faith, all things are possible. And even if we can't see it or if we don't know what's going to happen next, that God always comes through. And one thing that I've seen this in my life is really through my parents' faith. Uh, my siblings and I have recently been given um, an opportunity to go to a new school. And we didn't know how we would provide the finances to attend that school. But through my parents' faith, they would always go on prayer walks. We would all pray together. And we really believed that we would be able to go to this school um, we got the finances, and we actually are attending that school, um, the upcoming school year, so, yeah. It's beautiful. That is so powerful. <laughs> that is very beautiful. Amen. It speaks to what you said in the beginning, where uh -huh. faith ha is vision. Yes. And so to be able to see something, yes. and, I, and for those of us who are, there's things that you're praying about, or you're like, God, please, and, and so focused. You also said if you're focused on the situation, you're going to be in mm. despair. Mm. Right? Yes. Well, now that I'm thinking of certain things that are on my prayer list, I'm like, what is my vision for this? And I want to have a vision for it because not only is that what God wants for us, but it's it's a structure part of the structure that you've given us in this, which yeah. is wonderful. No, that's great. I think that you need to see. I think very yeah. important, maybe not in your physical eye, but you need to see in your spirit. When you pray mm -hmm. for your family, for instance, your family had a problem. Mm -hmm. You don't just ask God to solve the problem. Mm -hmm. You know, many times we always say, oh, Lord, mm. change him, change yes. her. Mm. But no, you don't do that. You need to pray, God, give me a picture yes. of mm. my family. Mm -hmm. You know, what you would do in this family. What would this family become? Mm -hmm. wow. You know, it, you got to have this vision in your mind. Yeah, then yeah, you need yeah. to have hope. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. You know, you don't see the situation right now, mm -hmm. even though you're chaotic in your family right mm -hmm. now. But... You don't look at the situation. You look at what God would do. Then you have hope. Then you can continue to pray. It can motivate you to mm -hmm. pray, continue to pray, and do something mm -hmm. to make that picture realize, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And then you have a more creative way to do things, not just complain about situation. Yeah. Oh, no, this is going to change, that need to change. But instead, you have, you know, from God's point of view, you know mm -hmm. what to do. And God will give you wisdom Absolutely. to make your dream come true. That is yeah. beautiful. And for our children too. God, yeah. what is your vision? Exactly. What, is you, what do you want to do here? What do you are you yeah. doing in that? And I also love the secret to success, mm -hmm. which the that he your the pastor had shared is to pray and obey. Yes. And when you think about it, we, we can fall on either one. We can number one not even pray about it because we're just worrying about it. Yeah. Or we can pray about it but not listen. Yeah. You know, and no and be and then or listen and just do our or not take the discipline to yes. be obedient mm, exactly. and do those small things. So yeah. mm. I 
I am so, I feel like Cathedral of Faith, we have like a template here yeah. where if you look at those four things that he said, yeah. you can find wherever you're at in those things and find guidance and truth mm -hmm. in this. Yeah. Be mm -hmm. where, do I have a vision? Mm -hmm. Do I have, where's my action? Where, and you can see where you're at. And then when you get to where you're tested, <laughs> oh my goodness, I yeah. love this. Like, this is, oh, yeah. can I trust you, God? Mm -hmm. And can, can you trust God and can God trust you? Yeah. Wow. wow, talk about some heart-wrenching questions yeah, yeah. there that God is asking us. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I think even with the testing, like um, so a lot of times we, we ex experience resistance um, or a challenge or a test mm -hmm. as, as God saying no or God wanting yeah. something else. Yeah. And, and, and it could be, do you really trust this? Do mm -hmm. you really trust me in yeah. this? Yeah. So profound, so profound. I, I felt convicted. I need, I need to trust God in this. Like, and, and not, again, not expect the, the magic act on stage, mm -hmm. but, experience, but, it, but trust the process of the seed mm -hmm. in action. Yeah. yeah, especially, you know, talk about the story of Joseph. We're all f familiar. We talk a lot about, but think about you are Joseph. Think about it. That's so many years, yeah. you know, in the process. Agony. <laughs> it seems yeah. like God's not saying anything. Yeah. Keep God silent yeah. for so many years. And being a slave and being a prison, you know, mm -hmm. this is not the ordinary suffering. Right, no. no. <laughs> yeah. You know, think about you. If you are in that kind of situation, yeah. and, you know, he continue to trust in God, mm. that he know that God's still in control. You know, wow. that is amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. So I, I think definitely, that, you know, faith. I think God's definitely testing us. And then after testing and our, you know, our kind of relationship with God is more, more and more intimate. Nurtured. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And then I think definitely God wants us to have stronger, stronger relationship with him. Yeah. That's so that we can do more things. Yeah. He can trust us to do more things. So you know, good. this is mutual. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. we trust God, and God can trust us to do great things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? Wow. So that's very important wow. that we can really, in the process, we learn to have faith and follow, uh, follow God. Yeah, and, and I love how you're framing that. With it, it nurtures this relationship with God. You know, like, even with Hadassah, like, the, the relationship that you're going to have living this testimony out, knowing that your parents love you that much and they pray for you, they believe for you, and that your God loves you and provides for you. It's so powerful. And same thing with Dylan, going through school, trusting God and learning, you know, sometimes it seems like that prayer just hits the ceiling. But man, it's a seed in the ground and you, and you just don't, you don't know when God's gonna say it's time for this rock to move. It's so powerful. And, and all the long, we're, we're nurturing this relationship. We, got, we, you know, think about, like, the, the connection that you have with someone that when you've been through traumatic things, mm. like you've, not just good, to, not just good times, trying times. Mm. There's, a, there's a mutuality that you experience with one another that you can't just have by mm. everything working out the way you want it to. Mm. And so it's really so powerful. Yeah. Any last really? thoughts? Um, I think for our scripture just is, we live by faith and not by sight. Mm -hmm. And then also the Jeremiah 32, call to me and I will oh, answer I, you. I love that. Yeah. So if we're not knowing what our vision is or what to pray for, God is saying, ask me mm. and he'll answer. And I think about what a great God he is. He's a good, good father. He's going to answer us. 
And then in the ending is um, praying and obeying and asking those two questions. Do I trust you? And then for God to say, can God trust me? God, I pray that for all of us. Absolutely. The Jeremiah 33, because at the end of that passage, right, it was the things that you, you do, do not know. know. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> how much, <laughs> exactly. how much of life do you do not, not know. know, right? So Everything. let's go to the Father. <laughs> let's go to the Creator. Yes, let's go yes. to the Designer. Amen. And He will tell us the things that we don't know. Amen. Cathedral of Faith, I hope that your faith is strengthened in this season. <laughs> I hope that you heard this message. I hope that you go back and listen to it again. Write it down. Live this thing out. Trust the process of the seed. Trust mm. the process that God's laid out for us. And I believe that God, like Hadassah said, can, we could can see the impossible happen. Amen. Right? Yeah. Amen. So thank you guys so much for, for tuning into the rap. Reverend Tong, again, blessings to you, to your incredible ministry, to what God's done in you. It's like we, we get to see what a life of faith looks like by, by seeing how God has done the impossible through you. And so thank you for your obedience and thank you for your gift of being here this week. Oh, thank you. It's a very love to come here and join you guys, you know, and uh, we walk together, learn together, grow together. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. We're in this we together. Keep pushing. Right down the keep, pushing. Amen. keep pushing. Keep pushing. <laughs> Amen. Well, thank you guys. Cathedral, stay tuned to everything that's going on at the church. Stay locked in. Stay connected. We're in this together and we're going to see God do the impossible. Amen. And as always, it's a wrap.